that everyone can hear me clearly. Hallelujah. This morning, I will be encouraging us on what I title two requirements for experiencing the overflow. Two requirements for experiencing the overflow. Um, it's, not, it's no more news that um, the year 2022 has been tagged our year of overflow. Hallelujah. And like Pastor Oba said, um, during one of his Saturday right sessions, he said that the, this year, called the year of the overflow, is like the season two of the year of more. Hallelujah. And I just want us to take a look at some of the things. They, they, they may not, and, and it's most likely they're not something strange to us, but just for us to be able to appreciate them and learn them once more, to remind ourselves of them. If you please go with me to Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12 and verse 1 to 5. Talking about the story of Abraham. Or Abraham at that time. With God. Now, now the Lord had said to Abraham. Get out of your country. From your family. And from your father's house. To a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and I will curse those cursing who curses you and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken to him and Lot went with him and Abraham was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Then Abram took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their possessions that they had gathered and the people whom they had acquired in Haran, and they departed to go to the land of Canaan. So they came to the land of Canaan. Hallelujah. Now, if we, as we saw in this scripture, the Bible talks about Abram taking all his possessions that they had gathered and the people whom they had acquired in Haran. So we can see that Abram had already had, he already had more. He had a lot. The Bible talked about they gathered their possessions and the people. So Abraham was already walking in the mall. He could not be considered a poor man by any means or definition. Yet, God promised him much more. Hallelujah. This means to us that you cannot have something that is overflowing if nothing is there before. So in our lives, when we look at it, God has blessed us. God has increased us. God has, you know, settled us. But he says that there is much more. He wants us to experience what people will look at and say, truly, the Lord has been faithful to this person. And that was what 
the state, the status where Abraham was at that time. God had indeed blessed him. God had increased him. He wasn't a poor man by any means. Yet God said, I want you to experience the overflow. So brethren, God wants us to experience the overflow in such a manner that it will be a testimonial that we serve a good God. Hallelujah. Now, in experiencing this overflow, two critical ingredients are required. And one is sensitivity to the voice of the Spirit of God. Sensitivity to the voice of the Spirit of God. And then number two is obedience. There's one thing to hear. There's another thing to do. Hallelujah. Now, when we're talking about sensitivity, if we look at that scripture again that we just read, in Genesis 12, verse 1 and 2, Bible says, Now the Lord had said to Abraham, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house, to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. God spoke to Abraham and he spoke to him in specific terms. What his going out will result in. Therefore, we must always come to a place where we stay connected with God. We must never be too far from God not to hear him. Hallelujah. Abraham heard him clearly and he obeyed. Hallelujah. Now, in the case of Abraham, it was a direct instruction. It was a direct instruction. Get out of here and go. Now, that instruction might either be to go somewhere or to stay somewhere. In the case of Abraham, it was to go out. In the case of Isaac, when he wanted to go to Egypt, it was don't go. Stay in this land and I will bless you. So it, when we are going to experience God's overflow, God will reach out to us in the form of instructions. For others, it might be in the form of a thought or an idea. Hallelujah. It could just be a thought that crosses your mind. Or an idea that would just pass through your mind for you to experience the overflow. Maybe there's a business idea that would just, maybe you are reading something on the internet and it would just be an idea. Oh, this can work in Nigeria. Hallelujah. If we look at every business, every product that we have experienced or that we are still going to experience. Hallelujah. 
it is in the form, it started in the form of an idea. I was talking to somebody. I said, the word tablet has been given a redefinition. When we were growing up, what we knew as tablet was medication. Now, okay. an equipment has been given the name tablet. Hallelujah. And it has redefined the language or the meaning of the word tablet. So the God might bring an idea to us. Hallelujah. It could even be like a suggestion. What if you do this? What if you do that? Hallelujah. Now, another way, it could be a dream. You dreamt about something. Or it could even be a vision. Hallelujah. But God will certainly reach out to us. Why? Because he wants us to experience the overflow. His desire is that we should eat the best of the land. He doesn't want us to experience any scarcity or poverty. We are his children. And we are the fifth sheep of his pasture. The Bible says that the cattle on the thousand hills, they belong to God. Everything that is in this earth belongs to our father. And it is just natural that whatever belongs to our father, we will experience. Hallelujah. Have you heard about any child of a rich man? If under normal situations and circumstances that that person is poor, it's not possible. They will enjoy the benefits of the wealth of their father or their mother. And same with us. Our God is the God of the more than enough. Bible calls him the El Shaddai God, the God that is more than enough, the God of the overflow. And so it is normal for we, his children, to also experience the overflow. If you go with me to Psalm 32, verse 8. Psalm 32, verse 8. The Bible says, God speaking, he says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. So we can expect to be guided by God. We can expect to be taught by God. We can expect to be instructed by God. In order to experience the overflow, he will reach out to us through instructions, through teachings, through guidance. Hallelujah. He will do that for us. Why? Because he wants us to walk and to experience the overflow. Another requirement that we will need to experience the overflow is obedience. Hallelujah. From the scripture we read, that is our same scripture, that's Genesis 12. We know that Abraham obeyed. The Bible says he left with his wife 
with his nephew, with all that he had. He didn't say, I have enough. Why should I go into a strange language? I don't even know what is going to happen there. The Bible said he obeyed. Hallelujah. And we, we know the rest of the story. Today, he is called the father of faith. Why? Because he obeyed God. Same with Isaac. The Bible said that when God spoke to him and told him not to leave for Egypt, the Bible says, and Abraham sowed in that same land and he reaped a hundredfold in a place where he was economically depressed. Hallelujah. What a way of God advertising himself. There is no way anybody will not know about Isaac. When people were holding back, God gave him a direct instruction. He obeyed and he experienced the overflow. In that kind of situation where he was, if he had gotten a 30% or 30-fold increase in what he had sown, it would have been considered a good harvest. Why? Because there was farming. If he had even experienced a 60-fold, it will still be considered a good outing. Why? Because the land was patched. Nothing was growing. But our God, that is the God of the Jehovah, the overdue God, he did much more than enough. He made him to experience the overflow such that he had a hundredfold return. Hallelujah. If we look at Psalm 32, verse 9, Psalm 32, verse 9, after God had said, I will instruct you, he now said, do not be like the horse or like the mule, which have no understanding, which must be harnessed with beat and brittle, else they will not come near you. Hallelujah. The reason why People will not express the overflow. is because they do not lack understanding of the instruction of God or the suggestion of God or the directive of God or the guidance of God. They lack the understanding. And so they will disobey. And so they will resist. Because God will not, he will not, he will not come down and breathe fire. Remember he said there was thunder there was earthquake, but God was not in it. It was in the silent, still voice that it was in. Same way, which is why we need to be spiritually sensitive to realize that, is this from God? This thought, is it my thought? This suggestion, did it just come out of the blue? Is this God trying to reach out to me? Hallelujah. So we need to react in obedience. Why? Because God cannot bless us when we are disobedient. Disobedience will not allow us to experience God's overflow. When we are in obedience, it might look like stupid. Hallelujah. Just the same way Abraham would have looked like an idiot 
when he left, you can imagine, said he left his possessions. He would have looked stupid. He would have looked like some, some knot was, you know, out of place when he decided to obey God. Same with Isaac. When he was sowing in a land that was dry, people would have thought he was, you know, he had lost it. But we know the rest of the story. That in the midst of their obedience, they got the overflow. They experienced the overflow. Hallelujah. You know, Isaiah 119. In Isaiah 119, he said, if you are willing and if you are obedient, you will eat the good of the land. That is talking about the overflow. If you are willing and you are obedient, then you also will experience the overflow. Hallelujah. We will experience the overflow. Eating the good of the land is experiencing the overflow. Hallelujah. Now, I'll give you just two examples, a personal example. I remember when I was, um, I've said this story over and over. When I was trusting God for his spouse and um, one day I've been praying and seeking the face of God, you know, and all of that. And one day on my way to Clark on Anatomy Road, I just heard a suggestion. What if Ogotwa is your husband? <laughs> it sounded ridiculous because I never ever considered him as a husband material in that sense. Number one, he wasn't a Yoruba man. Number two, he was a pastor and I didn't want to marry a pastor. My parents, my grandparents have always told us that we should not marry people from outside our tribe. So it didn't sound like something that was that was it. That was God. It was just like a suggestion. What if that was the way it sounded? I just heard what if Borutwa is your husband. I was never close to him. Yes, it was my pastor in the fellowship, or one of my pastors in the fellowship, but I was not really that close to him. So I dismissed the idea. In fact, at the moment I just dismissed the idea. Then, as I kept going again, I just saw an open vision. And in that vision, it was a Sunday morning. It was a Thanksgiving. And I saw myself, I remember Paul, in a, a church doing wedding Thanksgiving. At that point in time, the same day, while on the same road, at that point in time, I knew this was what God was saying. This is somebody that I don't even relate with him on that level. But I just said to God, I said, God, if this is what you want for my life, I will, I am ready to obey you. But please, I don't want to be the one to go and talk to him. Talk to him by yourself. And of course, you know, the rest is history. The second example I'll give to you, where we currently live, in 2007, we had started the project through a cooperative in my former employment. And there was an issue. So when the issue arose, 
they said, okay, if, if you want your money back, you can come and collect your money. So I spoke with my husband about it and we agreed that we should go and collect our money back. That is the deposit that we have paid. While I was going to work that morning, I, I heard God say to me, don't collect that money for they will yet build that property. Hallelujah. So I told my husband and I said, this is what God said, that we shouldn't collect the money back, that we should build. Brothers and sisters, we waited for 14 years before we got that property. The property became an abandoned project. It went through a lot of circles. In fact, several times when I pass in front of that, you know, on the road in front of stadium, and I look towards where that property is, I will weep. Tears will roll down my eyes because I felt I missed God. Well, you can see what God did at the end of the day. So experiencing God's overflow will require listening to God, hearing from God, and obeying him. Hallelujah. Now, another beautiful thing that I learned while studying is that there's something about the overflow that will not only affect you or benefit you, the direct beneficiary, but it will also impact others as well. Hallelujah. Consider lot, even in the scripture that we, that we were reading. The Bible talked about when Abraham left Haran, he took Lot with him. Now, let's go to Genesis 13 and verse 1 to 5. Genesis 13 and verse 1 to 5. Genesis 13 verse 1 to 5. The Bible says, then Abraham went up from Egypt, he and his wife, and all that he had, and lot with him to the south. Abraham was very rich in livestock, in silver, and in gold. And he went on his journey from the south as far as Bethel to the place where his tent had been at the beginning, between Bethel and Ai, to the place of the altar, which he had made there at first. And there Abraham called on the name of the Lord. Now look at verse 5. Lot also, who went with Abraham, had flocks and herds and tents. Now the land was not able to support them that they might dwell together, for their possessions were so great that they could not dwell together. This was Lot that thought it was, a, <laughs> it was an addendum to the blessing. It was an attachment to the overflow. And the Bible said that Lot became so rich himself that they could not cohabit together because their properties and their possessions were great. This means that our companies, our families, our friends, they will also benefit from our overflow. Hallelujah. Therefore, we need to stay in tune with God. We need to constantly stay in tune with the Spirit of God. Others will experience the overflow. I don't care 
if a stranger comes into our presence or into our midst, as long as they are within the boundaries of that covenant that we have with God, they also will experience the overflow. Just the same way that Lot was blessed because of the overflow that Abraham experienced. Hallelujah. So how are we going to experience this overflow? How are we going to benefit from it? Number one, we must spend copious time in the place of prayers. And number two, we must spend time in the study of God's word. Praise the name of the Lord. This is not sounding like a cliche. You know, we are always saying it. Oh, you must spend time with God. You must spend time in prayer. You must study God's word. It is not a cliche, brethren. Those are the ways in which we will experience God's overflow. It is when we are filled with God's word, filled with God's, you know, and interacting with the spirit that we will be able to experience the overflow. Hallelujah. It's like talking about making stew. You know, people say, hey, that's what they always say, is prayer and word, prayer and word, prayer and word. But that's the truth. That is it. It's like making stew. No matter where you go all over the world, the basic ingredients will remain the same. It will forever remain the same from generation to generation. For you to make stew, there must be pepper. There must be tomatoes. There must be onion. There must be salt. There must be oil. Whatever oil you call it, um, oil, um, canola oil, there must be oil. There must be salt. There must be pepper, whether it's ground pepper, whether it's yellow pepper, whether it's a brown pepper, whatever you call the pepper, there must be pepper. Hallelujah. No matter what you cook, no matter how you want to make sauce or stew, from generation to generation, whether you are in Nigeria or you are in Egypt or you are in wherever you are, those ingredients will remain the same when you want to make stew. And it is the same thing for us to experience the overflow. The ingredients remain the same from generation to generation, from location to location. Spending time in God's presence, the place of prayer, and the study of God's word. And as we do that, God will speak to us. Just like he told us in Psalm 32, verse 8. And I will lead you. I will instruct you. I will guide you with my eyes. I pray for us this week. That we will experience the leading of God. That we will be in step with him. That his voice will not be strange to us. That his leadings will not be alien to us. And as we hear and as we listen and as we obey him, we will experience the overflow today and always in Jesus' name. Have a nice day, everybody. And God bless you.